Bia yedui. Dromo song ke mobonale. Nike weba shaheni was a name. We thank the Lord. Our Father, we thank you for your presence here with us. We thank you, O God, because you are here to heal, to deliver, to restore. We ask, O God, that you speak to us, even as we sit at your feet. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think this mic is problematic. <laughs> I want to thank the senior pastor for the opportunity to share on such a day, which is the Mother's Day. And I also want to thank the Women's Fellowship for giving me this opportunity to share. I'll be sharing on the theme, Keeping Our Appointment with Jesus. And that theme is coming from Mark chapter 3, verse 14. Can we have Mark chapter 3, verse 14? The Bible says that he ordained 12, that they should be with him, and that he might send them. So he ordained them first to be with him, and that he might send them. I want us to take note that it is only when we have been with him that we can be like him. And then when he sends us, the sending will be fruitful. It is only when we have been with him that we can be like him. And then when he sends us, that sending will be fruitful. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, We all, with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of God, are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So as we behold his face, we take on his image. And from glory to glory, we are changed. We see this in the life of Moses when he went up to meet with God and to collect the Ten Commandments. As he stayed in the presence of God, Bible records that when he came down, the Israelites could not look at his face because he had been transformed from looking at God and being with him into the very presence of God. And his face, the Bible records, shone like a glass that the people could not look at his face. So he had to cover his face because he had become like God. So it is only when we, we spend time with him that we can be like him and then he can send us usefully. And when the disciples were, Peter and John had healed the lame man at the gate called Beautiful and they had brought them to speak to them. The Bible says that the people took knowledge of him, of them that they had been with Jesus. They saw that these people know they have been with Jesus. They could see that they had been with him. Therefore, if it's only when we have been with him that we can be like him, then he can send us 
usefully. So keeping an appointment with Jesus is a critical thing for a Christian. And I want us to look at a few lessons that we can learn from keeping appointments. So for this message, I'm speaking to all of us. I'm not speaking to the women. I am speaking to all of us because all of us need to keep an appointment with Jesus. Even though it's the women who have received the book, it doesn't mean that the rest are not supposed to keep an appointment. We are all supposed to keep an appointment. So I'll bring us a bit to the natural. Throughout our lives, we keep several appointments. There are many appointments we keep in our lives. One of these appointments is that we keep appointments every day for work. Do we or do we not? We keep an appointment. There's a reporting time that has been given at the workplace. And we keep that appointment. So if the reporting time is 8, 8 o'clock we are at work. And we sign in yours sincerely that we have kept the appointment in the attendance book. For some of us, we have even received awards for keeping this appointment so faithfully. We win awards for people who are always at work on time. So in our usual life, our regular life, we keep appointments at work. We also keep hospital appointments to see doctors. We do. We keep appointments to see the doctor. The doctor says, come at this time. I'm a doctor, so I'll be bringing a lot of hospital things. And permit me to do that. Come at this time, and we are there. We also keep appointments at the embassy. They tell you, come to uh, your interview at 8.30. Is there anybody who decides to go at 10 to the American embassy? When the appointment is at 8? No, we keep our appointment. So we keep our appointment at the embassy. We keep appointment with airlines to travel. If the check-in time is 8 and the gate closes at 8, we do not get there at 11, do we? We keep appointments with airlines to travel. We also keep appointments for the young ones among us for marriage counseling with our counselors. We do. We keep those appointments. And we keep appointments for outings with friends. I want us to learn a few lessons from these these appointments that we keep every day so that they will remind us every day. As we keep them, then we see how we keep the appointment with Jesus as well and compare the two and how we look at them. The first lesson I want us to learn is that when we have an appointment, say to the American embassy, we keep an eye on the date and the time. We keep an eye on it. We do this by setting alarms. We do this by um, putting it on our Google calendar, on our phone calendars. Whatever we will do to keep that point, on the paper calendar, we make a mark to say that we have a meet, a, an appointment or a job interview appointment at this time. We make a note. We keep an eye on the date and the time so that we don't miss it. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two is that we are willing to make that appointment and we bend over backwards to make that appointment no matter what. No matter what, we make 
every effort to keep that appointment. If the flight you are taking is at 2 a.m., at 12, you are at the airport. The flight is at 2. It is a terrible time of the morning. I remember I went to Geneva and I had to connect instead of coming back to Senegal for a conference. The flight arrived in Senegal, a country for some strange reason I had never been to, at 2 a.m. And left, I had to connect through Morocco, another country I hadn't been to. And the flight left in the middle of the night. And arrived in the middle of the night. I was there for the appointment. I was there. I was there for the appointment. The flight didn't leave me. I was there. And I got to Senegal at 2 a.m. I was there. I was there. And sometimes, some of us will bear me out. People have gone to have an appointment with a doctor around 8 or so. I remember I was in a hospital to see a specialist who was a very busy specialist. And when we went there, there were some senior people who were being taken in to see the doctor. Then I heard a woman, an old lady who was in a wheelchair saying that, Yebe sun line fi 4 a.m. and no pay. Yebe, eh? 4 a.m. Yebe sun line, eh? 4 a.m. So 4 a.m. she had gone to the hospital, queued up to see a human being, a doctor. 4 a.m. Because the appointment was at 8 and she wanted to be on time. So we bent over backwards to keep our appointment. Lesson number three. Some of us are asked to send reminders of the appointment, and we do it. We don't forget to do it. So I have a lot of counseling going through my hands because right now, most of the doctors I work with have taken flights to overseas. And so I have to deal with all the people who are marrying in the church. And it gets a lot of, a, a little overwhelming with all the work I do as well. So often I tell them, please remind me on Saturday that we are meeting on Sunday. They don't fail. They never fail to remind me. They never. They don't fail. And when we get to the place, and the person we have to see is not immediately available, we are prepared to W-A-I-T. We are prepared to wait. We are willing to wait. You go for a job interview and they tell you, oh, the CEO has just entered a meeting. He says you should wait. Even if it's five hours, you will sit at the reception and you will wait. Will you not? You wait. You go to the hospital, you are in the queue, and they say, oh, the doctor has an emergency. He's rushed to theater. He says all of you should wait. You will wait. So we are willing to wait. That's lesson number four. We are willing to wait. Lesson number five. Sometimes the appointment involves a sacrifice. A sacrifice of our sleep. A sacrifice of our comfort. A sacrifice of money to take drop-in to get there on time. And we are willing to make the sacrifice. We are willing to make the sacrifice. We had a, a girls' meeting this week. And women and mothers were talking about some of the things they have to do. And people talked about how they balance their work and their homes. 
And people talk about sometimes having to prepare lunch boxes for three and four and five children ahead of time. Ironing clothes ahead of time. Making preparations ahead of time so that in the morning they are not late. And we do all the sacrifice and everything that needs to be done. And sometimes the appointment demands some preparation. And we do the preparation. That's what I've just talked about. Putting things in order, cooking ahead of time, sorting things out so that in the morning we can keep the appointment. So we do some preparation. That's lesson number six. We are willing to prepare. So now let's come to our daily appointment. And if we talk about the embassy, if they say do 1,000 photocopies, we will prepare all the photocopies and send it to the embassy. We will do it. We will prepare. We will prepare. We will say, oh, I'm going photocopies. I'm going photocopy. You will do it. We will do it. So let's come to our daily appointment with Jesus. Do we keep it in mind? It's our mind on it. It's our mind on it such that we will set alarms for it. We will prepare. We will make sure that the time is kept and not missed. Do we prepare for it? Do we prepare for the appointment to come into his presence? Do we make any preparations? Ah, I'm going to meet with Jesus Christ this morning. How do am I? How am I ready? Is my heart ready to meet with him? Do we prepare? Are we willing to sacrifice for it? Are we willing to sacrifice sleep for it? Are we willing to sacrifice anything that needs to be sacrificed for that appointment? Like watching TV late the day before. Are we willing to sacrifice that in order to make the appointment? Are we willing to spend time in his presence and wait in his presence? Wait in his presence and wait on him. Are we willing to do that? Or we are always ready for a microwave appointment. Done. Microwave. Are we looking for a microwave appointment? Or we are willing to wait in his presence. No one has kept an appointment with Jesus and left empty. I can assure you. Nobody has kept an appointment with Jesus and left his presence empty and left his presence without what they went there to do. And I want us to learn from four examples of appointment in the Bible. So we've looked at six lessons from our daily life and we want to pick four examples in the Bible that we can learn and we can put against what I've just talked about and we see that these lessons are valid. Amen. So we learn from Father Abraham the father of faith, our own father Abraham. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 3, can we show it? Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 3. It says that after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning 
saddled his donkey, took two of his young women and his son Isaac, and he cut the wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place that God had told him. Amen. Abraham's appointment involved a sacrifice. It involved making a sacrifice. It involved him sacrificing a child that he had prayed for for over 25 years. It involved that sacrifice. His only son, Isaac, whom he loved. But Abraham knew one thing. He knew that whatever he was required to sacrifice was something that was originally given to him by God anyway. The person who was asking him to sacrifice it is the person who gave him that thing that he was asking him to sacrifice. What do you have that you, don't re- you did not receive from God? What do I have that I did not receive from the living God? It's in my time. Bible says that time belongs to God. He's the beginning and the end. Is it my sleep? The Bible says that for so he gives his beloved sleep. There are some people who stay away the whole night. They can't wink their eyes. No matter how much they want to sleep and how tired they are, they can't even put their eyelids together. But you and I, we hit the bed and we are gone. For so he gives his beloved sleep. So is it our sleep? He gave it to us. Is it our time? He gave it to us. We can decide that I can't make this sacrifice. I need, to, I need my beauty sleep. So I shall sleep to my heart's content. We can say that, oh, this one is too much. I think that I don't have time. I'm in a hurry. That was the hurry in which Peter and the fishermen were. And they went quickly fishing. And the Bible says they toiled all night and they caught nothing. They toiled all night and they caught nothing. But the Bible says that at his word, at his word, when Jesus appeared on the scene, at one word, they couldn't handle the catch. Amen. They couldn't handle the catch. They could not handle the cat. So how do we hear the word unless we keep the appointment with him? How do we hear that one word that will bring us that cat that we cannot handle? Or do we want to toil all night and catch nothing? So the appointment with Jesus is critical. Amen. So in Genesis chapter 22 verse 13, we see the reward for Abraham keeping the appointment. In verse 13, the Bible says that, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his own. God had provided himself a ram because Abraham was willing to keep the appointment. God will provide himself a ram. Amen. That ram that you are looking for, God will provide it. Keep your appointment. And when you lift up your head, 
in the thicket, there will be that ram that you need. You will see that ram that you need caught in the thicket for you to use for whatever it is. And that was not all. If you look at verse number 16 to 17, the Bible says that by myself, God looked at Abraham and his willingness to sacrifice. And he said, by myself, I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. Amen. And I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven. God added a blessing to the ram. Amen. He added a blessing. It is important to keep our appointment with Jesus. Abraham kept an appointment. It involved sacrifice. He was willing to make the sacrifice. Therefore, the Lord met him with a ram and with a blessing. Amen. Are you willing to sacrifice your sleep? Not your son. Not your only son, though. Your sleep. Your sleep. To make that appointment with Jesus. Amen. Let's look at a second person who kept an appointment. And I introduce to you the man Zechariah. The man Zechariah. The Bible says in John, and I want to read this thing. It's a scripture I like so much. It says in Luke chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. And it came to pass. Notice that Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth had been praying for a son for a long time. And people had labeled Elizabeth barren. They had given her a label, barren. That was her label. And they had been praying for a son for a long time. Verse 8 and 9 says that. But it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God, in the order of his course, the um, other version says, Now Zechariah was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty. His division was on duty. He was supposed to be at a particular place at a particular time to do a particular job. And the Bible records that whilst he was busy doing this, with all the troubles in his home, he was at that place because he was on duty. What is it you are looking for? The Lord will probably send an angel to the place where you are supposed to be at the time you are supposed to be. The Bible said he sent an angel to him at that time. And what the angel said was that, Zechariah, your prayer has been answered. It was not at a convention. Have you noted that? It was not at a convention. He was on duty. He was probably in the protocol. He was sitting where he was supposed to be, when he was supposed to be there. He was working in the media, and he was right where he was supposed to be. He was an usher. He was right by the door. He was in the choir. He wasn't sitting in the congregation while the choir was singing. He was in the in the robe, dressed properly, and ministering right where he was supposed to be. He was in dynamic voices. 
And he was in this area at the time he was supposed to be there. He was where um, uh, uh, Rachel is supposed to be, in the ship of his pastor, where you have to be there like three weeks or so without entering this place and come here at communion time. And he was right there. He was in the sunshine band, carrying children, doing this, and he was right where he was supposed to be. And the Bible records that an angel was sent to that place, to that place, at that time, with the answer. Not at another time, not at another place, that place, at that time, with the answer. There are some of us that the angel has come several times like DHL and returned. The angel has come expecting you to be on duty in this place. Oh, today I've seen the schedule. And so, so, and so, is, I will send the answer today. Okay, angel, can you hurry up and go down there? He's supposed to be on duty. He will be there. And, go, and then the angel comes. He looks. He looks. Nowhere to be found. Package return to sender. Package return to sender. He comes again another time. Where is she? Where is she? Where dodge? Package return to sender. So the angel goes and comes and goes and comes. And then God decides that. I think we will not find her. I don't think she's going to be where she's supposed to be. So let's put the package aside. Yes, who else do we have to send for so that we concentrate on that? Are you where God has asked you to be at the time he's asked you to be? Are we keeping our appointment with Jesus? Are we where we are supposed to be? Zachariah was there. He was there. And the angel came and delivered the message. Let's look at um, Luke chapter 1, 11, verse 11. Verse 11 says, An angel of the Lord standing on the right hand of the altar, appeared to him. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell on him. But the angel said to him, Fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. The answer had come. Because Zechariah was found where he was supposed to be found, in the house of God. Amen. So that is example number two. We have learned from Abraham. We have learned from the Abraham's um, appointment involved a sacrifice. Zachariah's appointment seemingly looks like ordinary. It was the daily appointment. It's like your daily quiet time. It was the daily one. It seemed routine. It seemed like nothing. But he was there faithfully because he was supposed to be there. And that was where he was meant. The third example in the Bible is the Lord's Supper. That example required preparation. It required preparation. The disciples were asked to go ahead and prepare for the Lord's Supper. Go ahead into the city and prepare a place where I will eat with you. And they went ahead and they went to prepare. That your appointment requires some preparation. Are you required to perhaps fast in preparation for that appointment? And you have decided that as prophet said, who there will have free a book no bear six months. 
ahead. I am my seat now. I am Adriani booking for the next six months. You know, your book will be from. It's space in Nipsa. We have from flight. You know, there's no space in your stomach. The seats are full and booked for food for the next six months. There's no uh, fasting going to happen. Are we preparing for that appointment? And that supper that they prepared for happened to be the beginning of Jesus handing over notes to the disciples. And having prepared, he handed over to them beginning from that. And did something he had never done before. Washed their feet. Amen. Washed their feet. Is it perhaps that during your appointment, Jesus has prepared to wash your feet of all the tiredness of walking on this earth and all the struggle you are going through. He's preparing to wash your feet. Have you prepared to meet with him? Amen. The final example we'll look at is the day of Pentecost. That was an appointment. And that appointment required W-A-I-T, waiting. It required waiting. Just like we wait when the doctor is gone. We wait when somebody has gone for a meeting. It required some waiting. And we look at Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Let's look at Acts chapter 1 verse 4. The Bible says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. Can we read it together? But wait for the promise of the Father, which says he, you have heard of me. So Jesus, like the doctors that we go and see, said, wait. He told the disciples, wait. And the Bible said that they waited. They had to be away from their regular business. They had to be away from families. They had to focus on him. They had to be in the upper room together. And the Bible says they were with one accord in one place. When we go before God, are we with one accord in one place? Sometimes we are there before the presence of God, supposedly keeping an appointment with Jesus. But we are not with one accord in one place. Whilst our body is sitting there, our mind has gone to work. And our mind is thinking about what we are going to do at work. The appointments we have. So we are not with one accord in one place. Mind is here. Body is here. And therefore, since your body is in front of God and your mind has gone to school, you are not with one accord in one place. And the Bible says they were with one accord in one place. And then came the sound of the mighty rushing wind. Amen. Came the sound of the mighty rushing wind. And it settled on all of the people present. If there was somebody who had decided to follow his mind outside, that person was not going to benefit from the the mighty rushing wind. But he was outside and not with one accord in one place. So when we come into the presence of God, we have to look for periods where we are with one accord in one place in keeping that appointment with Jesus as people. And when I say one accord, our mind is there, our body is there, our spirit is there. We are with one accord, body, soul, and spirit 
sitting in the presence of God in one place. Only then will the mighty rushing wind appear. Amen. Only then. So we must apply these lessons we have learned in our appointment with Jesus. Bible says that we have an appointment with him. He called us to be with him first of all. Before we could be like him and then he could send us out. So the daily devotion, the daily quiet time is equally important appointment just like Zechariah saw. So in Zechariah keeping what was supposed to be routine, his answer was sent to that place at that time. We must keep the time in mind. We must bear it in mind. Just like we bear our natural appointment in mind. We must keep the time in mind. We must prepare for that appointment. If it demands us fasting and putting our bodies down, we must prepare properly and get ourselves ready, our hearts ready to meet with our Lord. And we may have to make sacrifices to make that appointment. We may have to sacrifice sleep. We may have to sacrifice time. We may have to sacrifice money. But so be it. Because we do it for earthly appointment. Why not a heavenly appointment? Amen. And when we come into his presence, we must learn to wait in his presence. We must learn to yemboase. We must learn to to otrinshin. We must learn to, how do we say it in a way? Eh? Now, God le mawu present. Eh? Now, God Eh? Tapen, tapen, tobo, take your time. Stay in the presence of God. Stay there. Stay there and your mighty rushing wind will come at the appointed time. Amen. Let's stay there. Let's learn to have time in the presence of God. Let's stay in his presence. God bless you. As you faithfully keep your appointment with Jesus. As you make the sacrifice to keep your appointment with Jesus. As you learn to wait in his presence. As you prepare And keep your mind on your appointment with Jesus. God richly bless you. Shall we we rise up? We want to just come before God. Spend a few minutes. You have heard, you have seen yourself in a mirror. How you keep your other appointments. How we all keep our other appointments. We have seen ourselves in the mirror. And we have seen ourselves also in the mirror as we keep our appointments with Jesus. And we have put them side by side. We want to just spend a short time to come before God, ask Him to renew our hearts, renew that devotion, that heart of devotion. Renew us completely that we will put premium on the time that we spend in His presence. And we just speak to God in a minute. We know where we have fallen short. We know where we haven't done what should be done. We want to stand quietly in the Lord, presence of God. Lord, I come to you. 
We know what we have done. Let's just look at it, oh God. Ask God, ask God, ask God to renew your heart. Ask God to renew your heart. Ask God to renew that heart of devotion. Thank you, Jesus. Father, teach us to learn to wait in your presence, O God. Teach us to prepare. Help us to keep an eye on our times with you. Help us to put premium on the time in your presence. Help us, O God, to look and be ready to sacrifice, to be with you, to be with you first, that we will be like you. And then you can send us out usefully. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Forgive us. Forgive us for putting premium on the things that are temporal and for not holding the things that are eternal in high esteem. Forgive us. We want to prayerfully come before God as we sing this song. Lord, I come to you.